Welcome to the First Incision, a CMF podcast where we explore issues at the interface of faith and medicine. I'm your host, Dr. John Greenall. Now, doctors and nurses' well-being has been a topical issue for some time now. The GMC has recently released a report looking at the systemic and organisational factors that lead to clinician stress. The BMA provides a 24-7 helpline and access to counselling service. But what about the Christian perspective? Do CMF members maintain their well-being in their workplaces? How do we support Christian clinicians to continue to live and speak for Jesus? And how about during a time like we're living in, as we record this episode in the midst of a COVID-19 pandemic? Well, I'm joined today by Dr. Abigail Randall, who's a GP and a CMF Catalyst team leader in North London, and by Dr. Steve Sturman, the Associate Head of Doctors, and a recently retired consultant neurorehabilitation specialist. Welcome, Abby and Steve. Thank you, John. Hi, John. So, Abby, if I could start with, with you, obviously we're living in different times. Um, how has the COVID-19 crisis particularly impacted you and the, and the sort of the network that you oversee in North London of, of, of medics and, and nurses and other healthcare professionals? Yeah, thanks, John. Well, I mean, obviously um, it's been a, a time of incredible transition and challenge. Um, so professionally and in kind of the GP surgery where I work and the out-of-hour service, um, which is um, linked into 111, um, we've seen a huge increase in information coming towards us from all directions. Um, we've been circulating, you know, stuff from Public Health England and from um, uh, the BBC and The Guardian and um, all these different news stories and updates coming to us um, from all directions. Um, and a lot of, uh, and it's caused clearly great consternation um, among, you know, many of my colleagues, um, uh, myself included, um, and 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 yeah, CMF members are really not not exempt from that, um, and so we've seen um, many people um, really um, struggling with questions of um, how do we manage this? How do we manage the numbers? How do we manage the workload? How do I manage as a pregnant person who's worried about going to work? How do I manage as a, a doctor who has elderly parents who I live with, um, uh, and I'm worried about infecting or or um, um, you know, affecting them, you know, before churches were closed, you know, do I go to church, do I stay away from church? So these sorts of questions being shared really widely on various different forums. Um, and, and actually, all of a sudden, the, you know, we're um, in, in, in London, in North London, across East and West, um, and, and North London, we, we have um, WhatsApp um, groups, which have been set up for quite some time now. And sometimes they're quite quiet. And sometimes there's a lot of sharing that goes on. Um, but recently, in recent weeks, we've just seen a flood of questions and answers and 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 half answers and and sharing articles and um, people have really there's clearly um, um, a greatly increased sense of need to kind of connect with each other um, and to to support each other um, and sharing kind of what widely shared issues. Um, so things have definitely changed. Um, and the other thing that I've really noticed um, is a sense of our need for, for the Lord, a sense of our need for God um, to intervene in the situation, a sense that actually this situation is bigger than us, um, a sense that uh, we can't find the answers to this um, on our own, um, and a sense that our strength, our um, individual personal strength is not going to be big enough um, to, to handle this situation and we need the Lord's help. So we've really seen um, members and, and um, you know, friends wanting to pray, um, wanting to know how to pray, what to pray for, 
who can we pray with? Um, and, and so um, it's been really encouraging, actually, as a believer. It's been really encouraging, um, but also uh, very very challenging great thanks for, for sharing that abby now now steve just from your perspective um looking across the country what is it that's particularly difficult for healthcare workers um at a time like this i think the context first of all is is very relevant um we've experienced really nothing like this in living memory and uh, whilst um those of us who've worked um in the military sphere will be aware of um, what it's like to work under pressure with unrelenting, as it were, um, casualty input in the battlefield, that that's really out with the experience of, of really most of us. So the sense of loss of control and that the, um, as Abby's already pointed out, the, that sense that we're dealing with something much bigger than us is completely new. And um, I think that that really is a big factor. Also, the fact that it's worldwide, that, that it, this is you can't can't run and hide. It, it is there and it's going to come and get us. And the speed with which it's happened as well, I think, is unnerving. The virulence of this virus means that I think uh, for all of us, it, it's it's struck at times fear in our hearts. And the fact that it doesn't seem to be a respecter of persons, as much as we like to think that it's only a certain group of people that might be affected, it is a fact, in fact affecting um, across the spectrum clinicians and reports of medics and nurses dying early on in the outbreak, I think particularly sensitised us to the gravity of the situation. And um, so I think those are some of the factors. I think it's also, of course, a condition for which we have no vaccine, no treatment, and it makes huge demands on intensive care facilities. As we know, in the UK in particular, uh, um, intensive care resource is considerably more limited than even other European countries. So for all those reasons, there is a fear factor here. Yeah, thanks, Steve. And it's certainly what I'm picking up as we hear um, on our other podcast voices from the front line, just a huge amount of fear and anxiety and uncertainty um, amongst healthcare workers um, at this current time. And that, that's really a challenge. And now CMF exists to unite and equip Christian doctors and nurses to live and to speak for Jesus Christ. So it seems to make sense that in a time like this that actually CMF are responding. So Steve, would you be able to just tell us a bit about um, how CMF are responding to the current uh, pandemic crisis? Well, I think the first thing is CMF is responding. I mean, there's been an incredibly um, powerful and uh, coordinated response over the last few weeks to both put out material um, blogs and um, papers to get us thinking. There's been the initiation of the 7 p.m., the 1900 COVID prayer time, live um, Facebook presentations. Um, we've started a well-being inbox, which is a means of support where we have a team of pastoral care and well-being advisors available to answer queries, to pray with people. And um, our global network has been in touch literally with contacts around the world trying to uh, ensure support with, with missionaries repatriating people who are having uh, complex decisions to make uh, in the face of this uh, epidemic. Uh, global departments been supporting as well. And that's just to name a few. I'm sure, John, you can chip in a few things in addition. Mm, yeah, thanks, Steve. And I think what, uh, what's what been really notable is, is looking to enable local groups, local regions to actually care for one another at this time. And I know, Abby, I think you've been um, in North London just having a, um, a couple of, of Zoom what, like debrief sessions. Can you just tell us a bit about what, what that's looked like for you? Yeah, John. So I think the um, I think there was a, there's been a strong feeling that we 
that we need to support each other. We need to pray. Um, we have in East London, we have a group of, we are, we are really fortunate to have uh, a group of um, medics, nurses, um, other healthcare professionals who are mostly, but not all CMF members um, and who deeply care for each other. And um, we are in the habit of meeting uh, six to eight weekly, um, normally kind of one, once or twice a term um, and eating together and uh, sharing in each other's homes and praying for each other. So we know each other, you know, fairly well. Um, and we have, um, you know, we connect, you know, on a, on a WhatsApp group that, that, that we that we're part of. Um, but, you know, um, once well, this kind of all started to break, we, we did feel, you know, we might not be able to meet together. Uh, we might all be affected by changes in rotors, etc. And also by um, having to um, uh, do social distancing. But we want to pray together. Uh, and so um, we we felt it was right to start trying to pray together on a Sunday evening. Um, and so we did. We had the first of our sessions this Sunday that's just passed. Um, we connected via Zoom. I've never used um, Zoom or any similar technology before myself. Um, but someone told me, you know, it's quite straightforward to sign up for an account, use your Google login, etc. Um, and so we did that and you get 40 minutes free um, for up to 100 people. So um, uh, that that seemed to work really effectively, actually. Um, probably slightly mistimed it and had you know, we actually used all of our time just sharing concerns and needs for prayer. So the next one that we do on Sunday evening, we'll hopefully um, use the chat function to share needs for prayer. And most of our time be given to praying. Um, but you can really see the, the, um, pe- that people are glad to be able to connect and touch in if they can. And, you know, obviously some people will be still working at that time or you know, or going off to work or um, unable to join. But I think we're um, we're just trying to use whatever means we can um, to connect in um, and then, um, uh, yeah, to support each other. Great. No, that's that's really inspiring. And Steve, I mean, in your role just overseeing sort of the pastoral care and well-being side of things in CMF, uh, that sounds like a great example. And I'm just wondering if you've got, um, you know, any ideas um, going forward as to what, what it looks like around the country and what, what that might look like for people listening who are thinking, well, I'd like to be in a, in a network like that. Where, how do they get going with it? That's a great question, John. I think um, a little bit of structure is what's needed. So uh, an agreed time. And as Abby's indicated, it's difficult to get it right for everybody, but some kind of handover um, period would be great. And I think it needs uh, local team leaders or catalyst leaders to perhaps uh, ensure that that structure is put in place. And then, as you say, uh, uh, fellowship is is what our Christian life is about. It's about shared life. So some time for people to share, to explain what they've been going through. Some basic rules about confidentiality and trust so that things are not repeated outside the group um, unnecessarily and to breach any confidentiality in the group. And also then to make sure that um, there's time to pray and to really bring these things to the Lord and to commit to pray along the way um, as well. And also where people are clearly having very big issues, for example, I think for those who might be affected personally by bereavement or by serious ill health, then to know where to help signpost them for further support and to be sure they are in, in receipt of the right kind of support beyond the group, if that's what comes out in that time of sharing. 
Great, thanks, Steve. And a question that just comes to mind: now, Look, you are you're on your church leadership team. You're you're a church man, and some people would say, "Look, you know, this stuff is really the church's domain. Why is CMF getting involved in sort of pastoral care and well-being issues?" So, what would you say to that? What is it about what CMF can offer that that you're convinced it, that this is a good idea? Well, well, my first response would be, please, 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 try and support your healthcare workers in your church. Um, Please do that. It's not something that should be palmed off or contracted out. So definitely the church is um, primarily responsible. But I think what we've discovered, we we did, as you probably know, John, a national survey of pastoral care. And we were surprised that fully signed up, Bible-believing, church-attending, rotor-filling Christians reported a surprisingly low level of meaningful support from their churches. And uh, we were puzzled by that. But I think what it reflects is that the world of medicine um, does lead to a certain degree of isolation. You will inevitably be dealing with things that other people perhaps have never dealt with. I think the clinical world and its demands is, is regulated and there's a level of fear and an experience of responsibility that others can't relate to. It is um, really the difference between, you know, like being a parent. You, when you've got a child, you have to look after that child. And medicine is, is a form of responsibility that's highly regulated and is, is highly reviewed. Both we review ourselves and um, others around us review what we do continually. So there's levels of pressure, I think, that's quite hard to understand. And so I'd, I'd say to, to, you know, good church people, please understand that there, there, is, there are pressures that are quite difficult to comprehend. And the other thing that I think is very important, why peer-to-peer support is so important, is you need to be alongside people who have insight into your world, not just so that they can understand you and, and, and give you sympathy and empathy, but also sometimes they can say the hard thing as well. I look back at my career and I think there were, there were, I really did need at times somebody to come along and say, and point out when motives were impure, when when attitudes were unhelpful. And only someone who knows the profession, who knows clinical life, would have spotted that. Because I think sometimes people are in awe of clinicians or um, actually do feel they don't, they recognise they don't understand all the intricacies or perhaps worse still think they do and don't really see what the motives of the heart are. So I do think that there's a definite need for peer-to-peer support from mature fellow Christians who can see both the good and sometimes the difficult parts of our professional lives. And and that may not be possible from inside the church per se, but I appreciate it is a difficult area. So Steve, you know, let's uh, put yourself in the shoes of somebody out there, you know, and they're saying, look, I haven't got that kind of network. My church doesn't support me in that way. How do I go about getting this kind of, of support? What would you say to someone like that? Well, I'd say, John, I think uh, get involved with CMF. Um, do get in touch with us. Um, we have a dedicated inbox, the wellbeing at cmf.org.uk, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, but by obviously joining CMF, you're able to get in touch with the regional uh, team leaders or the Catalyst team leaders and um, start to touch base with people uh, where you will then have opportunity to uh, bring up the issues that it might be difficult to discuss or to get feedback from from within the church itself. So please do get in touch. It, it, we'd be delighted to hear from you, put you, you know, signpost you to a group or a network that will be able to help you. That's great. Thanks so much. And Abby, I mean, I know that you've over over the years been a recipient of support um, from others. And now you're in a position where you're very much giving that to others, including, I think, medical students and as a Catalyst team leader. What just describe to me, you know, what what life would be like for a medic who, 
you know, who's kind of well cared for, who's in that kind of group? What does it, what changes has it made meant for you and for others that you've seen? Mm, okay. I mean, um, I think so, sometimes a lot of this is, is about going back to basics and just thinking about, you know, looking after ourselves well and, and what that looks like normally. Um, and, and we, and we think about things like, you know, um, getting enough sleep, um, eating the right types of food, if you can get hold of it, um, prioritizing exercise uh, and rest and touching base with with family and with those that are close to you and they're important to you um and, and of course then um you know addressing issues like childcare and uh, and rota um um issues and things like that just the practical things can make such a difference and sometimes just having someone to talk those things through with and and shedding some light um on, on practical realities can be really helpful and then from a spiritual point of view um uh just sometimes um it can be helpful to think about going easy on ourselves i think as medics and and other healthcare professionals sometimes we really beat ourselves up if we're not having the quiet times that we used to have when we were students or you know when we were doing our a levels and and life's moved on and life's changed and and particularly at the moment life is totally um different to what it has been um in our lifetimes um and so i think there's something about you know um setting realistic expectations for ourselves uh, and actually thinking about you know you know if i dial into the um you know cmf you know, covid 1900 prayer time uh, devotion and prayer time you know then 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 that's a good thing to do that and that's a valid um thing to do that might be um all the time that i have with the lord today um but i'm going to do it because i can do it and it's achievable for me today um, and on another day when I've got, a, you know, a rest day, then I might be able to go more into more depth and, and read my Bible for myself and have a longer prayer time. But at the moment, um, the Lord knows my limitations um, and, uh, and and actually um, I'm being realistic with myself. So things, that, you know, remembering, you know, to keep things fresh and short and helpful and doable Um and then I, I think um, particularly at the moment when we're doing so much stuff on our screens and, you know, many people have moved to almost complete remote working um, in general practice. We're virtually seeing hardly any patients face to face in London at the moment. Um, and, and, I, I, and I'm a great believer in picking up the phone um, rather than looking at it and messaging through it or um, uh, sending WhatsApp messages there. There's so much more to be gained from speaking to someone um, ear to ear kind of thing um, and and actually touching in with people in, in a really real way. And sometimes people in church, you know, people from our church certainly have been saying, you know, how can we best support you at the moment? And and and, and how can we how can we be a blessing to you at the moment? And and offering quite practical things like, you know, shopping and and, and that's just been wonderful and, and, and dropping meals off or helping with the children if they can. Um, you know, things like um, uh, one of our neighbours who, um, you know, from a completely different faith background, dropped around a huge box of goodies and, and crafts for the children, um, just brought such a warmth to our hearts. Um, and so there are many ways that we can be helping and supporting each other at the moment. Um, and um, and we're just incredibly grateful for for our you know church friends and 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 family who who are praying and supporting us um, as we work in healthcare. Great, no, that's great, Abby. Thank you. Um, yeah, Steve, how about you? Any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, so Abby just mentioned about this uh, business of um, being at peace with oneself, and and in the pastoral care survey that we did last year, 
again, one of the major issues that, that produces an impact in people's lives is managing expectations in um, oneself. And over 56% of people said these, these had a moderate or major impact on their life um, and to a slightly less degree managing the expectations of others. And I think, you know, one of the things we have in Christ is security in God because he's a father who loves us. And as a result, that we have peace with God and translating that, transferring that and imprinting it into our professional lives is so important um, because we are actually walking by faith in our uh, professional lives just as much as in our day to day um, every lives as well. But that sense of peace with God is vital. And that's something we, we can encourage one another in, in our um, fellowship, our shared life that we have in CMF and with other um, believers in our professional workplaces. So I just thought that was such an important point. And that, that, that sense is not beating yourself up, but knowing that we have peace, we are loved, mm. we are secure. And that is a completely different dimension um, in, in, to our practice. Mm. And I think it's something as well that's authentic that means that people see that Christ is in us. So that's mm. such an important point, I think, and, and supported by the evidence we've collected. Thanks, Steve. And I think this is all just a great reminder that there's such great opportunity for us to to get together um, in this way across CMF. And we're certainly looking at establishing catalyst teams around the country where we can see teams of people get together um, and seek God for what he's doing in their region. And part of that we very much see is is the, the pastoral and well-being support. And so I guess, would it be fair, Steve, to say that just look out for, for more information coming about that in, in the next few months? Yep, that's absolutely right. So we, we've gone to a lot of trouble to start to lay foundations. It's a new venture for CMF, but we, we do believe that it's it's a time where we should be doing everything possible to support one another and be what it says on the tin, a fellowship, a, a, a group of share, where we share our lives, um, certainly from the professional point of view, and ensure that we do live and serve the Lord Jesus. Mm. Thanks, Steve. I think it'd be a really appropriate way to finish our time together. If I can just ask Gabby, if you wouldn't mind just praying, perhaps for those who are listening in. Um, we've discussed some really deep and meaningful things that really impact us as we work in, in healthcare as medics and nurses and other healthcare professionals. So would you mind just closing in prayer for us? Mm, thanks, John. Um, I'm going to use the words from some words from Philippians 4, which have been a real blessing to me um, in the last few weeks. Father, thank you for Christian Medical Fellowship. We thank you for all the ways that it has been a blessing to me and to each of us over the years. And we thank you for the role that it can have now. And Lord, we pray for um, for healthcare workers everywhere um, in the UK and beyond at this time. We pray, Lord, that our gentleness would be evident to all. We thank you that you are near to us. Help us not to be anxious about anything. Help us not to be anxious about COVID-19. But in every situation, in every patient consultation, in every phone call, in every hard conversation, help us to present our requests to you. Mm. And God, may your peace, which transcends all understanding, guard our hearts and our minds in our Lord Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much uh, to Abby and Steve for, for joining me today. It's been absolutely brilliant hearing your perspectives on this.
And if you've been listening to this and you're thinking you'd like to get involved, well, please do join CMF. You can do so at cmf.org.uk forward slash join. Um, if you'd like to support us in our work, and you're very welcome to do so as well, same uh, web address uh, forward slash uh, donate. Um, do look out for more um, resources that we've got on our cmfblog.org.uk website, as well as from our main website, plenty of resources, both audio and written for you to, to get involved with. So we're praying for you at this time. And uh, we invite you to join healthcare professionals and others across the UK to pray at seven o'clock every day for our health system, for our nation and the globe in our COVID-1900 prayer sessions. And then join us in a couple of weeks time for another episode of The First Incision. Bye for now. Thank you.